0: Well, hello there, listener. My name is Matthew Renfro, host of The Fro Show, and you're listening to another
1: great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com.
0: All hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Transmission. Hello and welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to be talking about the Borg. This is episode number 16. It's being recorded on Friday, March 8th, 2013. Before a live studio audience. (laughs) Maybe.
1: (laughs) Preferably. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Someday.
2: Imagine if we had like a studio, that would be great. You could make it look like Star Trek. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, we could. Off topic, did you guys see they're selling a uh mystery uh science theater three thousand uh uh wall decal decal no. that goes behind your uh couch?
1: That is awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I saw that today. That was pretty cool. I'll
1: have to check that out. It's I swear funny. to God,
2: it was what started Comedy Central, that and when Ben Stein's money. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I completely but, forgot about that.
1: That was all that channel was about in, yeah. whenever it started. <laughs> it wasn't legit.
2: Now they put millions of dollars into it. But anyways, one other thing off topic before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Since this is Star Trek, and we also, I don't know if you have it in the news, but the Star Wars information. Mm-mm. Did you hear it? Nope. Lucas confirmed yesterday that Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and I almost um, said Han Solo. Great, Harrison Ford are confirmed to be in the movie. No way! Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they they already agreed to it before he sold the company. That was part of the deal.
1: Wow, that's kind of incredible.
2: Yeah, and they look pretty old. I hope she doesn't wear that uh, that little bikini. bikini thing. Again. <laughs> I'd rather see Harrison Ford. I'm I think, sure it still happens. fits. Are you sure? <laughs> a couple more links on it, maybe.
0: Perhaps. Okay, so uh, a little site news before we get into this. Starting soon, you can catch our podcast along with all things Trek culture related at SubspaceCommunicate and also check out Bybyrobot.com dot and their new con poster, which is John! yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's based on a mid 20th century communist style poster.
1: Uh What's oh, great. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's definitely something well, I would, drew it was
1: on. really good.
2: I don't even know people draw anymore really. I do. Her- yeah, Eric. Draws. I do. But it's not good anymore.
1: So we got some news.
0: News. What's the news? So Vulcan and Cerberus Cerberus uh, have been chosen as the names of Pluto's two newly discovered moons and uh, eric and i touched on this the last episode
2: it's nice that they chose those names but it's not for the reason you think
0: uh, it, I'm the
2: vulcan is no it isn't
0: william shatner was the one that like spearheaded the campaign to get that on the list
2: well eric what do you think they're gonna ref- they're gonna refer to scientifically why they named it that
1: well i mean they're all roman gods roman. like all of the planets
2: um, well, Severus is actually the three-headed dog.
1: Right. I mean, it's all based on mythology. mythology. But from a nerd point of view, I know, on, I Vulcan. know.
0: But Aaron's like, oh, it's because of st-. no, no. But that's well, well
1: William, was, William Shatner did spear. The I know, I know, I know. Did he on did. the
0: list. Yeah. But
2: <laughs> if, if Vulcan wasn't a Roman name, I bet you ten to one it wouldn't have been chosen. Like, well, it know was. What I mean? It was the open whole, for um,
0: public. It was open for <laughs> public voting.
2: Yeah, they already talked about it two weeks ago. This is what I love. My wife gets into the show. <laughs> she yelled, I, we t- I told you about that three weeks ago. <laughs> See, I don't remember anything.
1: But I, I also kind of nerdy, but not, not just for the Vulcan thing, but I like uh, Cerberus because yeah. now it reminds me of Mass Effect.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nah. It's also uh, it's a different name. It's not a common name they use in anything. Not really. Like, you you hear Pluto, you hear of, you know, Mars and this, that, and the next thing. But you don't normally hear things named after, like, these sub things, like Pegasus and,
0: you know. Except I mean? in Star Trek. Except in Star Trek. Would you stop proving me wrong? <laughs> well, there was the, that, they named ships after that. You know, they named that uh, thing after that. Yeah, in Star Trek. <laughs> in Star Trek. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: so that's great. They named two moons, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not even a planet anymore.
1: No, it's a dwarf planet.
2: I heard planet. Uh, what do they call it? Planetoid, actually.
1: Yeah, planetoid. Yeah. But then all of those would be considered planetoids, planetoid, I guess. Yeah.
2: So how are those moons? <laughs> They're probably <laughs> the same size. Oh well. There's no Nasa uh, anymore, anyway. So what's the difference?
0: Well, this was SETI that um, did oh, the name. Oh, was SETI? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how are they judged? They had a uh, online forum where anyone can vote. Did you vote? Yes. You did. Oh, I did too. Did yeah. you?
2: See, I, I missed I, the last show, yeah. so I didn't know.
0: Yeah. Yes, sir. Nice. So yeah, so that's cool. Two newly named uh, moons. Also, I, I read that there's a um, asteroid that's gonna come within close proximity to Earth tomorrow. <laughs> Is it going
2: to be within
1: close? Wait, part? wait, another one?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's outside. It's past the moon, so it's not like it's not that close to us. But are you referring uh, to?
1: Are you referring
2: close. to the one that um, hit in Russia? No. Oh no, I'm, I mean
0: Eric. Are you? Are you, are you are
1: no, there or? was like right right after the Russian meteor, there was, was an, another asteroid California. that California. came close to Earth yeah and now there's this one.
2: <laughs> it, have you noticed that they're getting closer and closer?
1: It just seems well, it just seems more frequent, I yeah. guess right right now.
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's just because of global warming. We have the ability to detect them now, so I think yeah. that's probably just why we're seeing them more often. The one probably... in Ru-
2: the one in Russia though was amazing because they actually got video of it exploding yeah
1: that that was sweet.
2: Yeah, because we didn't see the one. There was one in what 1920 that hit Russia in Siberia. Yeah, something like you that. You see the you can you could see the, the the destruction of it because of it flattened in all the trees. Yeah, but nobody ever saw it.
1: Right, or they saw it. They just they saw didn't, it. Have, they didn't all have the, the fancy to it. yeah the fancy technology that we do. But that was cool
2: because I was watching on the news. I'm like, what the hell?
1: Boom! I I saw it because I was just up late the the night that it happened.
2: I thought it was like a sci fi trick.
1: I, I don't know, but it started blowing up on the internet like at one or two in the morning and my time. And I, I was watching the video that, that was popping up on YouTube and I was like, this is incredible. It almost made me think it was some viral marketing for like a movie. Yeah, that's what something. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't
2: think it was real, but oh my God. My God. So will, will we be able to see this one, Eric?
0: Uh no, no you won't be able to see it with the naked eye or anything. I guess if, if, if you how had about a telescope, the eye? <laughs> probably <laughs> not. No, <laughs> even less. You'll see yeah. even less. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, I got a pair of underwear in front of my eye. I can't see it anymore. How about a How about a scarf? How about a shirt? No, that's not working. No, just kidding. But are they gonna be tracking it like on TV or anything? Uh,
0: I don't know if anyone that's tracking it.
2: That'd be interesting to see though. Pass it yeah. behind the behind the moon.
0: Yeah, it's it's a pretty, pretty good distance away from us. But I think it's, it's close. Two, yeah, I think it's like two and a half moon distances, if that makes sense. Yeah, two and a
2: yeah. half times the moon's distance.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that's how far it is.
1: Still, astrologically speaking, that's pretty mm-hmm. close. <laughs> Imagine
2: if something right. hit the moon. We don't want that to happen because that could change the title. What,
0: something big. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: would be awesome. Oh, something's supposed For to hit Mars. Minutes.
0: uh... Soon, is it? I, yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, something. Uh, I forget how. I forget when, but sometime in the near future, uh, an asteroid is supposed to hit the uh,
2: Mars. Oh, I know. I know what it is. The bugs are shooting them from clandestine. Anyway. Oh yeah, no. it says
1: a uh, virgin comet may hit Mars in 2014. It's
2: yeah. Too bad it's gonna die as yeah. a virgin. <laughs>
1: I actually, actually that, that, out
2: there.
1: that would be really cool to see because, um, yeah, it's closer. But remember when uh, Shoemaker-Levy 9 hit yeah, yeah. Jupiter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like that seven of them. Incredible. Yeah.
0: And we also have rovers on, the, on Mars right now. So maybe we can even see it from a uh, ground point of view if it's in the same area. Rovers that would on be the
1: cool. Plane. I hope it, the asteroid doesn't destroy our rovers. <laughs> that yeah. would suck. We have
0: bad luck with the rovers, yeah. honestly. The first one didn't
1: even
2: make it because they forgot to convert metrics into English. Right. You remember that, right?
0: Yeah, that that was in the 90s, right? Yeah, late, uh, 94. Yeah. So let's, uh, move on because we have a lot to get to in this episode. Star Trek
2: bedtime is in an hour.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek continues. We'll be holding a contest for script writers to write a future episode of the fan production. The contest started on February 26th and will end March 26th. Entries will be judged by the fans who produce the Star Trek Continues fan films. Wow,
2: well, they only gave it a month.
0: Uh, a month, yeah. Entries must be not more than a 10-page treatment, not a full script.
2: Which we talked about a minute ago, so it's really not you writing the whole show.
0: Right. Well, we talked about it. Just the, the
2: structure of it.
0: The, sc- the scripts have to be patterned after the TOS, uh, i.e. teaser, 4X. Uh Finalists will be chosen, and producers will select and announce the winners on or about <laughs> May 6th.
2: That's definitive. On or about. Uh,
0: and the winners will receive a cash prize of $250 and the possibility of their work uh, being produced. Now, so that means that you... They'll pick a winner. You'll get two hundred fifty dollars, but your production might not even get produced.
2: Really? Yeah. Possibility. Yeah. They may use parts of all of them.
0: If they do, you would lose the right to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You probably sign something when
2: you get into the. Conference. Yeah,
0: I'm. Su- yeah, I'm sure when you're submitting, submitting it. I'm surprised it would... you're not doing it. Uh, well, Tos wasn't my uh, isn't my thing. Isn't your thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I really don't uh, write that often. I mean, I, I, I do write, but... I don't know how to, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. The education no that I am.
2: <laughs> yeah, here it is. The contest, blah, 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 much. An NDA non-disclosure agreement will be signed by each contestant. Yep, that means you give it up.
0: Yeah. But if, and if any of you out there uh, are writers and... Or, uh, like the TOS, and want to win $250, uh, why not give it a shot? Marty, will you try?
2: I told you a second
0: ago, I can't write. Oh, that's right.
2: Actually, I, I have Dragon, though. So. Yeah, that's,
0: that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so next, we have IDW Publishing. Um, they produced the Star Trek The Next Generation Hive Number 4, and it came out on February 27th which entered their four-part series of comic books, the series focused on, obviously, the Borg. Uh, And then this fourth installment, uh, the past and future intersects as Captain Picard and Locutus meet to decide the fate of the United Federation of Planets and the Borg Empire as well. I'm
2: sure they both have a horse in that race.
0: So It sounds interesting. Uh, I haven't read this particular series. Eric doesn't uh, know how to read. I don't know how to read. <laughs>
1: you don't know how to read. <laughs> Marty doesn't know how to write.
0: Yeah. I look at the pictures. Uh, that's what I do. Pretty pictures. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Except I'm colorblind. I can't see green. So Are you? No. Oh. No. I was going to say, I only know <laughs> one person who's colorblind. No. Well, the cover of the comic is uh, I green. I see it, it's green. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, you would still see it. it yeah. Gray. Yeah. I was. I was trying to be funny. There's the word. <laughs> yeah. I try. So speaking of green. Yeah. Uh, the Green Girl, uh, was green lighted. Uh, it made its uh its goal. So
1: what was the amount it needed? It needed eighty thousand dollars. And they were significantly behind um, the last couple of days. But in like 48 hours, they managed to raise10,000 dollars and meet their goal. Wow. Yeah, was, So I donated. Hopefully we um, might have the potential to do an interview uh, mm-hmm. with the producer of the Green Girl. Well, that's and, good. yeah, so pretty uh, awesome. C- yeah so congrats to them for uh meeting their goal hopefully we can get a great documentary out of this oh yeah
0: true that true that uh so next up uh i wanted to make sure we got a lot of borg news into this uh so he's a wonder why so today <laughs> i saw her on today uh, right on, now <laughs> on star trek's twitter feed earlier today that they had a be a borg app on yeah. Facebook. So before Is that the like a sh- zombie thing? Uh pretty much. It's like your it has a Borg with a hole cut in and then you upload your picture and then like size it and move it around so that you can fit your face into the hole.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I did this okay. earlier. Yeah, I did this right before we started the show just to so test fit, it out.
2: You fit your head into the hole? Yeah.
0: I did huh. it
1: what? I I just did it b- before the show. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to I'm going to try to put it into the show notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I be was... able to see
0: it, but well we we have the show notes uh on the no, website. No. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah,
2: you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it's pretty funny. Um
0: Oh my god. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> oh, did wow. it show up? <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it it went down cuz the picture is wow. too big. Might want to resize that a little bit. So do bit. you get to choose which one you want to be? Because that's a little cutest. Yeah, you, you can
1: choose. Uh, you, you can choose from like ten different images.
0: Yeah, it's it, they're all from uh, best of both worlds. Nice. And the cool thing about this is your picture could wind up being shown during the uh, uh, Fathom event yep. in in the movie theater.
1: That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Fathom event? Yeah, the Best of Both Worlds event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the movie theater. It's do you even listen show. to
1: our show, Marty? <laughs> I do once in a while.
0: Uh, so, yeah, so let's go. I'll throw mine up. I forgot the name up. of it. I know what you're talking
2: about. I just yeah. didn't know it was called Fathom. I forgot that.
0: I'll throw mine up uh, oh, I'm exhausted. later. No, I'm yeah, um, um, I like how you're squinting in this photo. It kind of works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm aboard. Um, they, like, really cut out Picard's head because you can see his, like, little oddly-shaped yeah. bald head.
0: Right, So yeah. it's,
1: it's hard to match the proportions. Yeah, it's just of that shape. Because he yeah. has, like, a
2: bump at the top of his head.
1: Yeah,
0: and you can see that here, unless mm-hmm. that's Eric's bump. No,
1: know. that's Picard's. <laughs> no, that's Picard's bump. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, I also wish uh, that it let you, uh, if it would let you tint your picture to be white or uh, you know gray. Yeah. Gray. Oh, yeah.
1: That's that's a good point. Um, Is it too life colored?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Too flesh colored and I've s- other I'm board. <laughs> when you when you upload these you at the end you also see other people who have posted yeah. recently so you can see some other you know people's and uh, some of them were quite funny that I, I saw I like how I like some how you of the
1: are pretty are bad. bad the, the oh, ones yeah. I saw were pretty horrible yeah
0: well mine's you know, pretty bad I
2: like how your glasses are underneath the mask <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like you would think they'd make a way to put it like on no
1: they they made as part of the enhancement. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can Board put glasses on the data. Yes,
2: yes yeah. some of them in S I did. So April twenty fifth is the date that's out, huh?
0: Yes.
1: And I'm totally going to that. That's I'm
0: gonna try. It's a huge shot. Where is it here, Aaron? There can is no only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is it? Okay, Yoda. Is that um, what you said?
2: Huh? Where? Where did you see where it's playing? Here? Uh,
0: I'm gonna have to double check. Uh, I think maybe in the Fenway.
2: I'll go with you.
0: Yeah, I'll have to. i double-check that and uh, get some coverage uh, and work, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, we both can.
2: Because yeah. I'd like to see those two back-to-back. Actually, I watched them the other night. They were on... Uh, there's a channel... Oh, G4 was playing them back-to-back. Mm.
1: And this, this will be the um, movie version. They're going to edit it together so it's a seamless... No, like that, it could be to continued... To be, yeah, the to-be-continued is well, out, and they're going to... If they did
2: that, they have to... And that's funny, because I, when I was watching it uh, the other night, right? Yeah. I was thinking of our show, because we're doing war. One of the issues with that uh, episode, Eric and Aaron, if you notice, is that when they do the to-be-continued, he says, Mr. Wolf, fire, right? Yeah. Right. But yet, when they come to the next the next um, show, right? It was yeah. after the, the summer. He goes, Mr. Wolf... They show that part, and then they go, now the conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. And he's standing there. He doesn't say it. And Geordi goes, well, the deflector dish is almost ready. <laughs> Didn't you say in a war, to warf the It. Watch All it right. sometime. You'll notice there are there's a problem with that. So oh, wonder, we'll be watching it. Yes. I wonder if there's going to be uh, some kind of, like, edit. I wonder if there's actual, like, deleted scenes or anything. Too. I'm,
0: I'm sure there'll be editing, because even with um, the previous ones that I've seen, They've been like cropping out uh, cropping scenes, and um, so it's not exactly the way you see it uh, from the original, really yeah so i, I was looking at uh, something earlier, and they were cropping uh, they cropped the the image so that it you wouldn't see like things you weren't meant to see, like <laughs> sandbags on the floor and yeah like equipment off to the side. Well, sides.
1: that's that's standard because they were they're since they're remastering these from the original film transfers yeah. that they kind of have to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. cuz they can't use all yeah. Well, but but it was in the you could see it in the original um release of it.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh okay. Well, yeah. I I'm actually glad they're removing that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also saw some errors that they made in cuz they also remaster uh the uh, screen effects, like the Lacar's displays, yes, and they, yeah, and they they like misspell things on it and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, instead of uh, uh, angle, they put Angie. They, instead of an L, they made it an I, and they different formulas. There was supposed there was supposed to be a C, and they made it a, a zero. So there was like a lot of like errors, but interesting. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the next part of the news, uh, spoiler, uh, huge, if, huge,
1: huge spoiler, spoiler. If you don't, don't, don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. No, no, you can no, do it. No, no. everyone listening. Just, just skip. If you don't, if you don't want to be spoiled, skip yeah. ahead,
2: skip ahead. Like five minutes.
0: No, wait, wait, wait that oh. might be too much. <laughs> skip ahead. Something. All right. So, um, prepare to fast forward, prepare to fast forward. Fast forward. sir. All right. So, Trek Into Darkness
2: spoilers revealed. Where were they? Uh, Sao Paulo. I asked you that. I see it here. I always have trouble saying it. What is it again? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah, it means Saint Paul, right? Presented yes. by producer Brian Burke. Thirty-eight minutes of the movie. Thirty-eight minutes of the movies of the movie were shown here.
0: So, what are the spoilers, Aaron? Uh, so Peter Weller is playing. Robocop. RoboCop is playing Admiral Marcus, uh, presumably Carol Marcus's father. Did you so
1: um, a new character to Star Trek, but related to a character that we've seen before.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read also, there was another thing with that, that technically, that, not technically, but they, they theorized that they were saying Robert April, the first captain, his first officer was Marcus. Alex Marcus, and they believe that's who this is. Ah.
1: I've never heard of that before.
2: Yeah, it was in one of the spoiler sites as well. I so, see. It may or may not be true, but we'll see. Mm.
0: I would like to see April in there somewhere. The father of the sick child that is cured by Harrison, we we saw in some scenes before, he drops a Starfleet ring into a glass of yeah, liquid.
2: Academy class ring.
0: Um, it appears that that is a bomb, and by dropping it into the water, it sets off uh, an explosion. It's
2: probably made of sulfur.
0: Who knows? It's, it's the future.
2: That's an easy explosion right there, isn't it? Yeah, sulfur I think. No.
0: Well, it is the future, so it could pee anything. It could be anything, yeah. Um, <laughs> it could be uh, super <laughs> sulfur. Yeah, it could be trilithium. Uh, trisulfur. Yeah.
2: Kirk uh, breaks the prime directive by saving Spock. Well, this isn't new for Kirk anyways in his history. No. Even with it being a
0: different timeline. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that well, turns out.
2: Now, that also means that the next part should be part of that, right? The next thing you have here, yeah. Kirk is demoted down from Captain. Yeah. Eventually returns his first officer under Pike. Right. It'll be interesting to see Pike as Captain again.
0: Yeah, uh, I felt why would like he, he, be, he... Why would he be Captain again, though? I felt like he should have been Captain the whole time. <laughs> he's, a, he's an Admiral. <laughs> I don't think he was... Prom- was he promoted? Yes.
1: He was promoted, at, yeah. At the
2: end, he says, Captain Kirk, you shall relieve Admiral Pike. Um, well, he can... I and,
0: that's mean,
2: when, and that's when he said, I relieve you, Captain. He says, I am relieved.
0: Admiral Kirk was the ca- commanding officer of the Enterprise on some occasions. Only, only for that one... Technically, that was only supposed to be for that mission. Well... It's not unprecedented, then.
1: No, it's not. Uh, We've seen admirals uh, take command of starships all the time. We've seen commodores. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Jameson. We saw commodores uh, in the original series um, being in command, like Decker.
2: That's funny. They don't use that rank in this anymore.
0: I wish they did. I like the rank of commodore.
2: Commodore Schmidlap.
0: (laughs) Kirk is. There's a scene with Kirk in bed with uh, two uh, cat women.
2: Did you just jump over something? What? You just jumped over one.
0: Spock is transferred to another ship? Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spock's now you trans- have a memory problem. Spock's going to be transferred to another ship. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sure that has to do with when Kirk breaks Prime Directive. Yeah, I'm sure. You guys saw the previews in the movie theater, the nine minutes? Yes. I um,
1: saw a half of the nine minutes. I, I got to the theater a little late. Yeah, uh, Spock
2: doesn't want him to do that.
0: So, But does Spock break orders and go in anyway, or does anything like that happen? No. no? Okay, because I would say well, that...
1: Well, no, um, the... They, they were telling spock not to do it because it was too dangerous okay and they but were saying we can order, just pull bro. out and get out of here and he's like no i need to complete the mission
0: okay because i was going to say if if spock uh disobeyed orders by going into the uh volcano uh that could be grounds for being like transferred to another ship
1: well mm-hmm. since he was the the highest ranking officer there because kirk mm-hmm. was preoccupied then it's his yeah, call
2: yeah it's his okay. call but he could be, yeah. He could, he could get in trouble for it though. Still. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Kirk so is we, in bed with two cat women. Meow. So let's yeah. see: Hatley Barry and um,
0: <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Actually, I was gonna say uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, uh probably not those cat women.
1: Yeah. Ho- hopefully, they are the Cations. Yes. From the animated series.
2: And obviously, Cation a derivative of the word cat.
1: Yep, just like Romulan is a, <laughs> a for ro- ro- Romulus and Remus.
2: Yes, but the the uh, the cat people also were in you forget in Star Trek V that wonderful movie.
1: Oh, we don't. The, I we don't talk about that. <laughs>
2: yeah, just like we don't talk about Voyager, right? We always <laughs> talk about Voyager. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Kirk throws one of the Catwomen. Remember in yeah. Star Trek V. Yeah, the three-breasted oh, okay. Catwoman. M- me be,
0: indeed. That'll be interesting <laughs> to see. I actually read earlier today. Troy was supposed to in one of the early versions of the uh, the script or whatever uh, was supposed to have three breasts. What? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then this was on my. That could have been such a joke. With the,
2: could you see uh, Look at those. Hello hey, boys. Could you see Riker? Hello boys.
0: <laughs> you missed me? No, just kidding. Or even uh, Wesley. I'm sure that would draw his attention.
2: Wesley still, you know what Wesley's problem? Just, he was weaning too early. Sucko. No, just kidding. <laughs> what?
0: Okay. Oh and last God. on the last on the spoilers, uh, Harrison attacks a Captain Summit, injuring Pike. Okay. I read on... This guy gets hurt every time, doesn't he? I, yeah. I read on one of the sites that I got the spoilers from that he could possibly even have been killed. It, all we know is that he's injured, probably probably to a, a great degree. And that's probably how you know, Kirk regains command of the ship, since he is the first officer under Pike. This guy's just in the right place at the right
1: time. Isn't he? <laughs> Pretty much always.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's the end of the spoilers. We won't say anything else about uh, Star Trek Into Darkness.
1: Oh, thank God. Oh, wait, I've been spoiled. No!
0: <laughs> so, next, uh, we've talked about the Star Trek video game before. There's apparently going to be five Gorn classes:
1: yes, the Rusher, Brute, Scout, Henchman, and Champion, which is described as the Arena Gorn an eight foot mutated Gorn uh, (laughs) designed as an homage to the original series. Um, I guess his appearance takes on a boss battle in the Gorn trials level. Uh, The champion is bigger and burlier than the average Gorn due to his rare birth defects. Nice. Pretty cool. Which was a part of uh, Gorn day on the (laughs) Star Trek site earlier this week.
0: (laughs) Oh, I I missed that day.
1: Yeah, I think it was like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and they're like, it's ha- Happy Gorn Day.
0: Oh, I was at the dentist that day.
1: That's why. Yeah, that's why I missed it. The the Gorn don't like to brush their teeth.
0: In more Star Trek video game news, the achievement list has been posted.
1: Yeah, so we actually learn uh, some interesting things from the achievement list there's a number of uh, weapons achievements and it names all the weapons that are available in the game so with the weapon achievements you have to get a certain number of kills Uh, weapons include the captain's phaser vulcan repeater star trek phaser rifle the vulcan pulse cannon starfleet type 3 rifle And then what I assume are some Gorn weapons that you can use, uh, the Ravenger, Marauder, Pillager, Railer, Striker, Arc Driver, and there's also a Plasma Grenade.
0: Mm.
1: Cool. There's some uh, combat achievements. You can perform ten mind melds (laughs) as Spock. Yeah. And there's some some other interesting ones. Uh, There's co-op achievements for playing the whole game in co-op. Um, There's some collectibles uh, in terms of audio logs. One of my favorite named ones is uh, Live Long and Prosper. Revive (laughs) Your Teammate uh, Mm -hmm. 20 times. Nice.
0: If if I'm playing this, I'm going to need to be revived a ton of times.
1: All right. (laughs) And uh, another favorite one of mine is Get to the Chateau. (laughs) Uh, After the Brawl Escape in less than six minutes in the Trials chapter. So we've got a whole list of the achievements in our show notes, mm-hmm. but uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I have already pre-ordered the game.
0: Uh, very nice. I usually don't pre-order. I usually just uh, you know go out there and buy it when it comes out.
1: Oh, cool. Usually. Well, if if you pre-order, you get yeah. all the different uniform packs. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Now maybe I'll do it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Marty, are you gonna pre-order it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. So that'll do it for our news segment. Yeah. And on to the next. Uh, would you buy it? Would I? <laughs> yeah, Marty, would you buy this? <laughs> it might look good on me. Yeah. I uh, uh, yeah,
1: okay. d- Don't know. I, I don't think it would be very flattering for me. So. Gonna... Um, me either. Um,
0: so maybe as a gift. For you? Maybe. <laughs> 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 Do the you way you see? just said
2: that, you're like, it wouldn't be very flattering, but maybe as a gift. If it was given to me as a gift, <laughs> I'd wear it. I mean, I can insult somebody if they give it as a gift.
1: Yeah. Aaron, do, do you want this for your birthday? What color would you want? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what color oh, would I want? Yeah, Red so I can die. See? He would wear it. <coughs> but anyway... The correct answer is none of them. None of the above? Damn yeah. it. Uh, and the s- reason is because... <laughs> so... <laughs> this item is a Star Trek uniform tunic tank uh, it's a woman's tunic style tank available in command department gold operations red and science blue and it's available at think geek for 2499 uh, we have the link in the show notes mm-hmm. uh, so yeah and that's why neither I Eric or Marty would purchase
1: this, but it's a slinky little number to get your lady friend.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Chris would like that, Marty,
1: your wife?
2: Uh, I I know it's my wife.
0: Well, for the <laughs> listeners
2: out there. Oh, okay. My wife. Yeah. I mean, I think she's more of a yellow command. Okay. Myself, I would go for the. Wait a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see. Go back on that again. Yes. Uh, so yeah, um, that is, uh, would you buy it?
1: Can I pre-order that too? Uh,
0: you can order it now. Uh, you can own it.
1: We <laughs> so... need a really fast shipping on that, Marty. I, I know you <laughs> really want to buy that. Yep. 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 Yep.
0: So now on to the topic of the show, the Borg.
1: Resistance is futile. <laughs>
0: So the uh, the Borg were originally intended to be an insectoid race. Budget restri- that sounds
2: like the, that. Sounds like the which one we call it. Like uh, Zindi.
0: Ah, we'll see if this happened. Probably during the Enterprise time, they probably could have went with the insectoid, and it would have been drastically different. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think the Borg would have been uh, as good. Yeah.
1: But just because of uh, limitations at, at the time.
0: So budget restrictions force them to change their plans, and they eventually evolved into cybernetic organisms with the goal of assimilating technology. The Borg also assimilate individuals into their collective. They were devised to be the ultimate foe that the Ferengi failed to be.
2: Yeah, because the Ferengi was such a bad foe.
0: Yeah, they were the intended foe. With their whips. They
2: look like the S&M people, the
0: alpha quadrant no it's kind of funny um getting getting into well getting into uh, voyager yeah with uh the case no, the kazon were meant to be the the foe in at least oh, originally almost, in uh, voyager right yeah yeah the
2: delta quadrant
0: so i feel as though the borg ended up becoming their ultimate foe as well yes So, like, they tried new species and... Well,
2: no, I don't... uh, Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: And then they just end up going back to the Borg. Like, they
2: they went... They tried the Hiroginal for a while.
0: But the Borg were in 22 episodes of Voyager. So, uh, that's quite a bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, we're going to go over the appearances of the Borg chronologically as they would appear in the timeline, so we're not going by uh, series or by movies. um, Not our chronological facts. Right, in in the timeline of the Star Trek universe.
2: Okay, because that's all that matters anyways.
0: Right. So first, we have First Contact, the movie. Uh, We see the Borg from the 24th century that traveled back in time to 2063 in order to stop Zephryn Cochrane's first warp test flight in contact with an extraterrestrial race, the Vulcans. The Enterprise-E follows the Borg back and stops the Borg's plan without contaminating the timeline in the process.
1: Although not contaminating, since Enterprise shows that that was meant to happen, and it was all in the Prime Universe anyway. So it was kind of like a self contained time loop. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I guess um, technically it, it's not contaminated. I guess you could say the same thing with the Voyage Home, that right. they were going to get transparent aluminum no matter what, and it was probably Scotty that gave it to them.
1: Exactly.
0: I guess you could argue that.
1: Well. I will argue that.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Okay,
2: Mr. Pushy. No,
0: so next in Star Trek Enterprise, the Borg were featured in one episode, uh, regeneration.
2: Which I'm shocked at that that they weren't in more.
0: Well,
1: I'm been- glad it was. I'm glad it was just one episode. Really? Yeah. I actually was, we- go ahead. No, I. I don't think we needed the Borg. Just, well, I, I like the time to first contact and mm-hmm. the ending that suggested the signal to the Delta Quadrant and hints right. to Q Who. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, I think that was enough for Enterprise for a, a prequel season.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I wish we didn't see the Borg at all in Enterprise, to be honest. They just called and said the same about you. <laughs> I wasn't an Enterprise, so oh, wait a minute. there you go.
1: So what, what's the setup of, of regeneration? Uh,
0: so the Borg from First Contact uh, are discovered in Antarctica. Uh, they begin assimilating the people that find them in their ship. The Enterprise is dispatched to intercept them. Phlox is partially assimilated but undergoes Omicron treatment uh, to destroy the nanoprobes. Uh, is determined that the Borg transmitted a signal to the Delta Quadrant uh, with the spatial coordinates of Earth. And the signal would reach the Borg Collective in the 24th century. Of course, they didn't know the name of the species, but you would think Phlox, since he was partially assimilated and could hear their thoughts, would know the name of the cybernetic
1: creatures. Not necessarily. It's uh, not not like necessarily, the, but yeah. I mean, it's not like the Borg are saying Borg, 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 Borg.
0: Well, think of it. We are the Borg. No, they sound like we are the Borg. You, chef, you've been assimilated. <laughs> Welcome. Although
1: they they didn't say that in Enterprise. No, they didn't. Ah, because it um since the it was a fractured uh, group of drones.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they just started assimilating to uh, fix their ship and. Right. Yeah try to try to go home so right. mm-hmm.
0: so yeah that was the one enterprise episode and uh now we have a voyager episode that the are seen in flashback scenes so in the episode the raven during the 2350s the uss raven on loan from the federation council on exobiology Disobeys orders and crosses the neutral zone in order to locate and study a rumored race of cybernetic beings. The crew of the Raven were assimilated. The exobiologists, Mag-
1: M- M- Magnus
0: Magnus Hansen, and Aaron Hansen, and their daughter Annika Hansen, Hansen who is seven of nine.
1: Bum, bum, bum. So yeah, it is actually kind of uh, interesting. I don't think it's that much of a continuity issue mm-hmm. because we see in Star Trek generations the crew of the Enterprise B are helping uh Guinan's people. Right. So obviously they they were gonna say, Oh hey, there's some cybernetic beings. So Right. So Starfleet at least knows about the Borg, even in Kirk's time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I know a lot of fans. When when the Raven first came out, they they were thinking, "Well, that's not possible. How could Starfleet even know about the Borg mm. or even have rumors of it before Q who?" But there we go.
0: Yeah, you, you would think they would have to with Gynae because they huh, they're just helping out these refugees and don't know where they're coming from or why they're refugees.
1: Exactly, and, yeah. and why they're all so distressed and
0: right. Uh, so I actually like that episode.
1: I do too. It, it it was great seeing um a civilian uh scientist ship. Mm-hmm.
0: And we actually see the ship was partially assimilated uh before it crashed um on a mm-hmm. uh planet uh which is you know kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So next we have the next generation and in the next generation the Borg were seen in six episodes. First being Q-Who, which I recently uh, re-watched, exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Q-Who?
0: So Q flings the Enterprise into the path of a Borg cube. A scout drones are dispatched to assess the value of the technology. So it's kind of funny. In that first meeting, there was no real mention of drones or uh, species of peoples being assimilated that kind of came in the the next episode Mm -hmm. that featured Mm -hmm. the Borg the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. and also DS9 has one episode with the Borg in it and that is the uh, the emissary and that's flashbacks to Wolf 359 which was Mm -hmm. part of this uh, the best of both worlds episode Mm mm-hmm and as we all know, this is the episode where Borg Cube is on a direct course for Earth. Uh, Picard is assimilated. Uh, and data taps into the Borg subspace network through Locutus.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, probably one of the best two parters of, of Star Trek.
0: Right. Uh, I think we got a lot of uh, responses in our social question that said uh, this particular episode.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's really popular.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah, awesome. And uh even there's been some I guess satires of this um I don't know if that's the the right word, but there was a family guy episode that had a two-part uh it was a two-parter and they had if you're familiar with it, Lois coming in and they had it was, it was the scene where you see Picard walking in mm-hmm. uh as Lacutus. Uh, it has that same airy music, and mm-hmm. then had the uh, uh, "To Be Continued" in the same uh, next-generation font. It was, uh, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. So next we have uh, Star Trek uh, Voyager. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like we said, uh, in 22 episodes, the Borg.
1: None will of them being you. good. Um, All of them being good. <laughs>
0: Uh, they uh, had some interesting ones. You're um, lying just to be nice. Come on.
1: <laughs> Damn it.
0: So actually, Eric, you want to take uh, some of these here?
1: Sure. So the first time uh, we see the Borg in Voyager is the third season, uh, middle of the third season, uh, called Blood Fever. Uh, Voyager discovers a Borg corpse on a planet. Uh, foreshadowing that they are entering a Borg sphere of influence in the Delta Quadrant. Mm -hmm. The next episode ties directly into that, the episode called uh, Unity. Commander Chakotay encounters the Borg Cooperative, a group of Borg drones whose members included many who have been assimilated at at the Battle of Wolf 359, but who have been liberated from the collective thanks to a malfunction in a Borg cube.
0: Oh, I would like to talk about this really quick. Sure. How are there drones from Wolf 359 in the Delta Quadrant when that cube was
1: destroyed? How did the Borg Queen survive first contact? I think that there could have been, like just like Starfleet ships have uh, escape pods, you know, maybe uh, Borg cubes do as well uh, to maybe eject prime members of the Borg, or at least a certain sampling of Borg before a ship is destroyed, so that way their knowledge is still connected to the collective, I guess.
0: I suppose, but I, I think the Enterprise or any other ship would have tried to destroy that.
1: Maybe they didn't know about it.
0: <laughs> what, what could have <laughs> happened was, I guess, theoretically, a this cube also had a sphere, Possibly that was ejected sometime before it got to Earth, and it went through a transwarp conduit. It could happen. I guess if we want to, you know, it
1: could stretch.
0: I when I first saw that episode, I I was kind of put off by it.
1: But that's all. I I wasn't. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, and then Scorpion. So. Kind of blood fever and unity kind of set the stage for Voyager being in uh, Borg space. Mm-hmm. And Scorpion uh, mm-hmm. the, is where the Borg make a brief alliance with Voyager right, in yeah. order to defeat species 8472. 7, 7, 2. And uh, Seven of Nine is used as a voice uh, representative, much like Lacutus, which mm-hmm. I thought was a nice callback mm-hmm. uh, for the Borg that were beamed onto Voyager. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite episodes is uh, Drone, Mm -hmm. which shows the possible evolution of the Borg when um, a transporter accident fuses the Doctor's mobile emitter with Seven's nanoprobes. Yep. And that creates a 29th century Borg. What
2: was his name?
1: One. Uh, One, yeah. And improvements of 29th century technology include internal transporter nodes. Yep. Armor composed of polydeutronic alloy used in the mobile emitter and a multi-spatial personal force field.
0: Mm. I think that's cool, but a mobile emitter doesn't have an internal transporter that I'm aware of.
1: Yeah, but it it could have maybe extracted the technology of the 21st century or extrapolated. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who knows?
0: I, I think it's cool that it has it. I think it's really cool. I just don't see how it would have evolved it.
1: He's going to make this tough, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is.
0: I do like uh, this episode. I don't know how the, the maturation chamber just shows up,
1: though. Well, uh, here's the thing. It was in the science lab, and uh, the there's a crewman who is working on analyzing it, and there's a couple of nan- nanotubes mm-hmm. that come out from the emitter and actually take a sample of his DNA and that's how right. we're able to get the uh, maturation chamber since oh, no. it, it's slowly assimilating the whole uh, lab okay so it
0: like build, okay so it, it builds the chamber out of pieces of voyager yes okay all right
1: and then it uses the DNA it got from the crewmen to create the biological component. Right. Okay. It's actually a really cool effect when the emitter starts uh, assimilating because you can see on the console the, the, the Borg script and, and the interface of the Akutagram starts mm-hmm. to change into the Borg. It's, a, it's actually a really cool effect. Right, cool. And then we get the two-parter of Dark Frontier, which shows the return of the Borg Queen. I thought that was a great two-parter. Following that, we get Collective, uh, which is the start of the Borg children arc in Voyager.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In in Collective, they pick up these, uh, or they find an abandoned Borg cube kind of floating in space. And there's uh, three, or no, there's four children, five if you count the baby, uh, that are brought back onto Voyager and much like seven and nine are rehabilitated. Most of them uh, leave Voyager towards the end of the series. They find uh, others of their race that they're able to live with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the character of uh Icheb stays on board Voyager um, until the end of the series. And presumably he uh, also goes back to the alpha quadrant with uh, the rest of the crew. He's actually a pretty interesting character. I, I kind of like this because this is when Voyager started adding more recurring characters, kind of like uh, deep space nine did.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Following that we get Q two where we see uh, Q's son uh, from an earlier episode. And um, at one point Q's son places Voyager in danger and brings Borg onto the ship. Q intercedes and saves Voyager and angrily warn, warns his son about provoking the Borg. I, I think it's a nice little reference to uh, Q-Who, hmm, yeah. where, where Q tells Picard not to you know, trifle with the Borg. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, uh, we get to Endgame, the series finale of Voyager, where Alice Cringe reprises her role as the Borg Queen from First Contact.
0: Yeah, actually, me and Eric just watched that episode the other day. Which one? Endgame. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Endgame, in that episode, we see...
1: We see the the Borg Queen die. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: we see the future Janeway has infected the Borg with a pathogen, and all heck breaks loose.
2: Now, I always thought it meant it was the end of the Borg.
0: Right. So, do you think still that is the end of the Borg, or do you think it's just the Borg have been set back and they will eventually rebuild and come back? Yes. <laughs> to it could which be part?
2: either. I mean, okay. honestly. But what do I? What would I hope for? Yeah. Honestly, I would like to see the Borg still be around. Right. Okay. It, it doesn't help you if you know it's a it's a pivotal character. You can't just get rid of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, I I have to agree with Marty. I think it's uh it's just a setback for them. There's a n- whole number of different ways they could approach it. Since the Borg Queen was destroyed, the Borg could maybe f- fracture into like mini collectives. Yeah, they could all be free and go crazy. There's a lot of different ways they could uh, take it, but I right. think this set them back pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, since the majority yeah, the furthest, of their... The, the, the majority
2: of anything has, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the majority of their transwarp network was destroyed, so it's going to be really hard for them to get around.
0: Right. So uh, we've seen Borg queens die in the past, and the collective uh, still continues. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... So I don't
2: see... Splint- yeah, the splinter idea is a good idea, but...
0: Yeah, if if we go with that, that's similar to Descent, mm-hmm. where isolated group of Borg who have a sense of identity, a fall victim under uh, the leadership of Lore.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a there's another uh, episode like that in Voyager, where there's uh, three Borg that used to be in Seven of Nines Unimatrix, mm-hmm. and they got splintered off and they formed their own mini-collective within the three of them and mm-hmm. shared each other's thoughts. Right. So, yeah, we could see a whole bunch of mini-collectives or maybe a new Borg queen replaces the one who just got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Still, with, with their trans-warp network being almost completely destroyed. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's a pretty big setback for them. Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree.
1: Just a little. Yeah, maybe a little bit.
0: <laughs> A bit it, so, it, it hurt a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. it stung.
0: <laughs> so next, we have the V'ger connection. Which I've
2: always been a big one on
0: that one. You've been a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, um not not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this either. <laughs> <Not so. laughs> it's an interesting concept, but in the game uh, Star Trek Legacy, they it have it says it is right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they, when are the games that were considered canon? <laughs>
0: yeah, they they're not. It's not considered canon. So in the game, it has a video uh, that you can watch. It basically says that Voyager from Star Trek the Motion Picture uh, is what uh, created the Borg to set out and catalog all carbon-based uh, life yeah. forms.
2: Well, I think it's a little bit simpler than that. I think when. Decker merged with Ilea. Ilea, at that point, was just the probe from the V'ger. Right. I think that's one that was created, not, you know...
1: But the the Borg have been mentioned in Voyager to have... I mean, they've been in the Delta Quadrant for at least a thousand years. They've been around for centuries.
0: In the uh, in the video clip, it does say that uh, Viger had gone into a black hole... It went through time as well, uh, yeah. so it wound up in the past, presumably. So that could, far, far that could explain why the Borg have existed for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to uh, go with this theory,
1: and it's funny in the um, in the pocket books universe, there's a completely different history of the Borg. That's, the other yeah, that's not connected to V'ger. What's, um, that? what's that one? Well, in the Star Trek uh, Destiny novels, they were survivors of what's called the Calier Gestalt, which is a alien species in the Delta Quadrant that kind of has a natural hive mind. And the crew of the Columbia NXO2 from Enterprise are thrown back in time and into the Delta Quadrant following an, at- an attack on one of their city ships they f- they forced the humans from the columbia into their collective their mental linking and it was it was that connection that kind of polluted their their mental connection and started the borg so okay, so, so the pocket the books have their own whole different explanation That's interesting for-
2: though that they would use the nxo2 for that
1: yeah, and it's it's kind of funny. There's a calendar series for Star Trek called Ships of the Line. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and where you see the NX-02 in front buried boat. in a planet. So. Oh, yeah, buried in it, yeah. So they they tie that into the story as well.
2: And they dig it out of the – it's like a sand planet.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a desert planet that they crash into. But they tie that back into the Pocket Books uh, universe.
2: I would love to get the real can. I wish they'd come up with the canon story, though, of how they were created. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Me yeah it would have been nice. I don't see that happening anytime not in the near future.
2: No more series right now. There's mm-hmm. no more movies to do with any of those because this new Star Trek hasn't even. It's not even able to go into that. It'd be interesting though if they did that with the new Trek.
1: Uh.
2: Their interpretation.
1: I don't know. But part of me thinks that I, I, I think we've had enough Borg, in in but Star Trek.
0: I, I think Voyager kind of did too much Borg.
1: Um. Yeah. They, I think they did a little bit too much, but we did learn a lot about them through Seven of Nine and. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's it's kind of hard to have a ship in the Delta Quadrant and not. Encounter the Borg a lot of times. Well, yeah, that's true. Since the Borg are from there,
2: yeah. I wish they had done more
1: with A472 Right, that they were only
0: in uh, maybe two in the, or three. Or yeah, maybe there were
1: two episodes after that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three. So let's open hailing frequencies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so moving on to the subspace channels. This week's question was, what is your favorite Borg episode and why?
2: Why?
0: So, first off, let's go to Twitter. And we have at, oh, goodness gracious. Lee. Lee underscore Nostromo. uh, Who says, best of both worlds. All right. Next, we have at underscore Monego. Minego, Minigo, something like that. Yeah. Fine, uh, who, says, <laughs> who says sleep. Later at, sleep asked knowledge. him if he meant best of both worlds. And he said, yeah, from the line of uh, lacutus
1: Sleep. sleep. <laughs>
2: Your eyes are getting tired. Very yeah. Uh,
0: so So far, the count is two for best of both worlds. Uh, next we have at imzadi underscore uh, casket who That's says interesting. best of both worlds uh, lucutus of Borg Rikers one command fire epic yeah. I agree next. Next, next we have at kurt 1701 who says the best of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> the obvious is the assimilation slash return of Picard then the frustration slash hopelessness of Riker's command
2: it wasn't to be
0: (laughs) it was not to be Uh, next we have at uh, Caleb Beldum uh, who says gotta be Scorpion you really feel Voyager
1: up against it
0: yeah Yeah, they're up
1: against a wall (laughs) Um,
0: you get the uh, debut of 7 and the effects of Species 8472 is fantastic
1: Mm -hmm. I have to agree
0: I agree. I thought 8472 was pretty cool. Next, we have at little cute girl 86 who says, I actually liked Endgame, like how the Borg Queen rips off her arm. Yeah, so, yeah. it's a pretty good one. Uh, next, we have Eric Dewey of the 4-Eyed Radio Network, who says, uh, right. best, of, <laughs> best of both worlds, not even a contest. I don't know if he has actually seen any Voyager episodes, so maybe it is a contest. He just See, I, would put
2: up against, I would put up against Best of Both Worlds uh, endgame, but Best of Both oh. Worlds always
0: wins. Next we have Nicole, who says it's not an episode so much as a scene in First Contact when the Queen Borg is trying to assimilate Data, giving him nervous, under artificial skin and human emotions. Now we know that data got emotions. his emotions from the previous movie with the Which, yeah. emotion chip.
2: what she's retur- re- referring to is the fact that the gold queen took his power away to turn it off
0: oh, Why? yeah, yeah. now that that could be what she's referring to yeah uh, or the uh temptation it's the first time we ever seen data well no uh we see him tempted in descent like, by emotions
2: sounds like you're talking about uh Temptation of Christ. The
1: temptation of data. And then um, my friend uh, on Facebook, uh, Keone uh, Himura, says, no Borg episode. (laughs) The Borg were one of my least favorite antagonists. How about the first episode in which because I I asked her, well, if you could pick one. Okay. Uh, She said, how about the first episode in which uh, TNG meets the Borg via Q and the Enterprise is totally put in its place. And she wants absolutely nothing to do with Seven of Nine.
2: I see. I totally disagree with that one, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially now we, last we we've, we've got a new frequency in the subspace uh, communications. Is that
2: what I'm hearing in the side? Is that what I hear? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, it's just the voices in my head.
0: Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. It's the collective.
1: Oh my God! Is the
0: collective in your head?
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> so we've extended our reach into Google Plus, and I asked a, the Star Trek community over there, um, over, there. over there, the same question: uh, <laughs> like it's What a physical place? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Borg episode and why? Uh, okay, we, asked we have for, next, We, we have, have.
2: We asked for. <laughs> Dude, obviously, they don't know this stuff because we usually look for the you know, show dances with, to the
1: point. This is a book. Th- this is a book. Um, Cl- Clive Burrell. Um, <laughs> to sum it up, I mean, we, you can see the whole thing in the show notes. But yeah. best of both worlds. He goes on for quite a bit about it, but yeah. um, some good parts... Uh, he said, not only does it have a great a plot, but the Riker story is superb, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. Uh, he gets a command. Yeah. He gets a command, but not the way he wanted to. Um, and he said that he also has to contend with the excellent Shelby who is everything that he was three years before. Yes. And, uh, he comments on the great music of the episode. Mm hmm. And he's like, if I was looking at this from a series point of view, he said, I would play Scorpion Part 1 as Voyager's best, if only for the pre-title sequence that made my jaw slam onto the floor. <laughs> Which was actually the shortest uh, teaser in Star Trek. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, it was like 15 seconds. The Borg, A couple Borg cubes get shot with 8472's lasers, okay. and they go right into the... Uh, Theme song.
0: Okay, I, I remember that. Now, I usually don't leave the... I usually take out the the subspace channel from the show notes, but I'll leave it in um, just so that people can uh, read all, all of this. And there's also a link here to a blog post that he made that is worth uh, getting into and looking at as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great uh, fan perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: next... Uh, we have uh, Jules, uh, Sherrod. Sherrod, yeah. I, I and think. And she,
2: and she, or he?
0: Do you think it's a he or
2: she? It's a she. It's a she. And she shared something with us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay.
0: uh, so, so
2: I bore. I bore for re, what?
0: No, the episode is I bore. I, I bore.
2: Okay, I'm like. What, what? Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, I all, board, right,
2: maybe, all right, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Because I was like, i borg?
2: <laughs> i borg for reasons that I can't even even begin to express." This early in the day, and w- with only one cup of coffee running through my blood.
1: Sounds okay. like we got a Janeway fan. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. But <laughs> not struggling with his past and wrestling with genocide. Truly wrestling, not faking it like Cisco. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Hugh, developing as an individual and becoming self-aware. The friendship between Hugh and Geordie developing. Just to name a couple of things. Mostly, it
0: had to do with Picard's struggles and Hugh's journey.
1: Right. That's some good points.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some good points. Uh, and that's it's a good coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Tony Miller, who also says Iborg.
2: What are those quotes?
0: <laughs> Iborg was my favorite as well. It showed the human side of the enemy and that they were as much victims of the collective as those they attacked. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we Jonathan have. Jonathan Abbott. Perhaps... perhaps. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I love you, both. <laughs>
0: uh... Perhaps Scorpion 2, when Seven finally is confronted on getting back her Humanity. Humanity. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that, that was in the form of a question. <laughs> Getting
2: back
0: her humanity?
1: <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh,
2: Can you pronounce
0: that last uh, name on the next one? Tom min- Oh, you skipped one. Oh, Min. Yeah, Min-T-Wen. Uh, uh, Iborg as well, simply for the reason... That I am tired of <laughs> everyone, everyone saying, saying best, best, of, both best of both worlds. Which is funny because everyone on Google Plus went with pretty much uh, iBorg. So that, yeah. that was kind of funny.
1: Oh, nice. That's a nice change of pace.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Bill Tom as Wesky?
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, I know about we're butchering everyone's names here. Uh, I think it's
2: Wesky.
0: So <laughs> Dark Frontier or
2: Mortal Coil
0: from Voyager.
2: The Borg took their real image and developed into a dark villain during and after the first contact in Voyager. There was a lot that was neat and really expanded upon, like showing Unimatrix One.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think Bill has a good point. I know I'm a little biased towards Voyager, anyways. A little. But, um, <laughs> a little. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just trying to counteract the complete negativity you guys throw at. <laughs> Aren't Voyager? you the
2: president and founder of the? janeway fan club
1: i am not oh, <laughs> um but no i i really liked uh episodes like dark frontier uh yeah. because it it reestablished the borg as a uh pretty big threat and i i like that we got to see things in the collective like unimatrix one which is the complex of of the Borg queen mm-hmm.
0: yeah next we have some
1: really hard
0: um, to pronounce.
2: Johan de Troyes. Okay.
1: That's
2: Troyes, <laughs> I think. Um, is Troyes. So, Johan de Troyes. Okay. Because my, my wife's, uh, you know, the heraldic uh, shield, on it says uh, something like, "Mon de Troyes, and it's the same word. So. Okay.
0: Good. I'm glad you can read that, because <laughs> yeah. I can. Uh, you have I liked, English. I know. I like the... Um, most in First Contact, the movie.
2: As opposed, opposed to
0: First Contact, the TV show? The episode. There was an episode called First there Contact. Is?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is. It, yeah. Doesn't involve,
0: it doesn't involve the Borg, but. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. They are the ultimate uh, Star Trek villain. And while I like Voyager, I feel the writers made them a little too easy for Janeway and her crew to beat again and again. <laughs> kind of took that invincible, menacing feeling out of it.
2: Yeah, because even Picard and the Enterprise got beat a couple of times. No, oh, I mean, not
0: beat to where they couldn't come back, but beaten for the time being. Well,
1: I, I think it helps when you have a former uh, Borg on board that can uh, exploit their weaknesses,
0: like yeah. Lacutus.
1: Exactly. So Voyager's just doing a reverse Lacutus. Yeah. On the Borg.
2: That sounds like something I saw. On, never mind.
0: Well, I mean, um, Picard, cutest. Picard uh, after in well Picard in first contact was able to tell them where to fire using his prior knowledge of human yeah.
1: exactly.
2: And knowing what the environmental remember he asked what like the a environmental board ship. yeah, like a yeah. bulk ship.
1: And yeah, he he was only assimilated for like what, a couple days. Yeah. yeah. 7 of 9 was assimilated for 20 years. Right. so she has a bigger collective knowledge uh, from the Borg
0: yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so boom <laughs> boom bam uh, next we have uh, Django Jacobson uh, Fine
1: I wonder is that their real name I don't know <laughs> or based on the movie <laughs>
2: yeah I, I don't know uh, the best of both worlds part 1 and 2 the most epic episode on TV ever there
1: you go. I, I'm kind of thinking that Best of Both Worlds might be a little overrated.
2: <laughs> you really think so?
1: Um, m- maybe. I, I mean, I'm gonna have to watch it again. I yeah. like I haven't seen it 20 times already, <laughs> but um, I, I I don't know. I I think there are some slightly better Borg episodes out there.
0: Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I obviously am not a big fan of Voyager.
1: Really? <laughs> Gee. <laughs>
0: i did see so i I saw all the voyager episodes i've seen the ones with the borg none of them really i i feel like there was something missing from the borg in voyager
2: you just said you saw all the voyager episodes right yeah and then you
0: said you i wanted i wanted to emphasize that i saw the Borg episodes but
2: you still don't see the the value of the voyager versus the next generation
0: the voyager versus the next generation yeah
2: like you still think in, in terms of
0: the Borg. Better? oh yeah. in terms of the Borg. well i don't know like i was reading that uh after first contact they well they were debating whether or not to have the borg in voyager, voyager at all
2: because they had done so much
0: yeah they were like oh we just had them in the movie we don't want to have them well they in threw the that one series out. But, they, you know, they went with it anyway. I guess the writer for the first episode that the Borg are in in Voyager was able to read the First Contact script before
2: mm-hmm. it... gets not making it like that.
0: Yeah, so...
1: And it's, it's actually kind of funny because um, after First Contact uh, premiered, um, and then we got some uh, Borg Voyager episodes. There's uh, one episode where Seven of Nine uh, makes a reference uh, to that the Borg were at the events of uh, First Contact. Yeah, And they kind of look at her like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, so it's kind of like a, a nod to... Yeah, because
2: nobody would have known about it.
1: Exactly. Other than Starfleet. She's like the the Borg were present at those events and they're like, What? <laughs> You're a liar. Yeah, they You're just a kinda liar. They just kinda look at her like, yeah, okay, seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So you guys have any favorite Borg episodes? News guys. Uh
1: like I said, I I I liked uh, the episode drone. huh. I also like the Scorpion two parter. Mm-hmm. And um I also really like uh I, Borg.
2: Okay. I liked, believe it or not, of the few Voyager episodes that I actually do like, mm-hmm. Scorpion, the one and two was good. Okay. Uh, I like the whole seven and nine situation, you know, the whole storyline.
1: Yeah. I like um, her whole situation too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, so
2: I like that, but Best of Both Worlds is always my favorite. Right. Endgame also was very, very good.
0: Just not a last episode, I don't think. Yeah, actually, As compared
2: me, to some of the others.
0: Yeah, Eric and yeah. I, we discussed that the other day when we watched it. We didn't think. Well, how I, did you watch it? We did a hangout.
2: Oh, okay. I was gonna say, how the hell did you watch it? No, every time flew over to, there, I, I yeah.
1: flew to Boston. Well, I was know. close
0: to him. I flew by <laughs> Chicago.
1: Yeah, I was about
2: thirty thousand feet above you at one point.
1: Oh Whoa. I was on top. I mean uh <laughs> well, hey now. So um
0: I liked uh The Best of Both Worlds. That's my favorite. Uh, like ninety percent
1: of our audience. <laughs>
0: like yeah, like a bunch of people here. I did like I Borg as well. I thought that was really cool with, um, Hugh? with Hugh. See, I didn't like the whole Hugh thing. I
2: don't know, it's just boring to me. Really? I don't know why it was, yeah, I just
0: I guess well, it's definitely a slower-paced episode than other Borg episodes. Yeah, but but I mean,
1: it, went, I, it went a little deeper than, than just action. It's the Borg. We're yeah. fighting them.
2: Yeah. You know what I? You know what I did realize though? If you if you replaced Hugh with the with uh, Sunny from I Robot, it would be the same exact <laughs>
1: thing. You the two voices. Yeah, yeah, they and the way they slow. learn
2: about things—like—is that the way it is? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: okay, I see. So that's the end of the uh, subspace communications.
1: Right. Healing frequencies closed. closed. <laughs>
0: uh so yeah, I hope that we continue to get some awesome responses like that from google plus and
2: well that's a good know. thing that that's happening. i mean that's amazing
0: yeah yeah i was I was surprised did you that,
2: come up with doing that why why did you think of doing that
0: because I want to get more answers uh. <laughs> well that and i I joined the
2: you were get you were getting sick of just having your girlfriend's answer
0: <laughs> well i I joined the uh star trek uh Google plus community over there. Over, and there. over there. Why do you Google keep on referring to it as <laughs> a place? Uh, over
2: there.
1: Over by there. there.
0: And they're very active in that community. There's over 8,000 members of the community. Mm-hmm. Is it the I,
2: biggest Google Plus members?
0: For uh, a Star Trek like community?
2: No, is it like the, one of the bigger communities?
0: Oh, well, I, I don't know. Um, oh, that would be interesting. I, I think it's the biggest Star Trek community, though. When I joined it, it was under 8,000, and now it's over 8,000. You just
2: 8, it way over 8,000. <laughs>
1: uh, it's over 9,000.
0: <laughs> it's,
2: uh, it's like the stock I'm... market. He's watching it every day.
1: Oh, no, we're down. We're down.
0: So I, I've actually – you know those comic uh, relief posts that I do yeah. uh, with the uh, you know, Star Trek um, oh, this humor? this must be funny. They're supposed to be. I don't know. if I they really
1: are. like them. I think <laughs> yeah. they're hilarious.
0: I, I try. Well, I mean, it's one of us, anyways. Um, but two, I like it. I'm just I think joking. they're funny. I actually think it's funny. In so, right. Well, that's the point. So I, I've started posting them on this Google Plus community, and I've gotten tremendous feedback from them. They've, you know, they plus one it. They write comments. They share it. So it's definitely a lot more, lot more interaction. On the Google Plus community, uh, then oh, yeah, then uh, you know the Facebook or the Twitter communities that we're uh, part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm not saying that we're going to leave any of those other communities, but I think Google Plus is definitely a. Um, uh, oh, good. It's good. It's good. good. You should, you should good. join.
1: You should join it. Um, I, I've joined it. You've I joined it.
0: Too. Sweet. So next,
2: our favorite part of the
0: year.
2: Night. This is my year. favorite
0: part of the year. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, do you know what puts my quantum state into flux? Uh,
2: is it your fabric
0: no. <laughs> Uh So, go, continuing on the Borg theme tonight, the Borg are built to adapt and change. With each civilization assimilated, uh, they get stronger, better, faster. When we first see the Borg and Q-Who, the costume designs were fairly basic. As time progressed, the Borg drones and shifts became more elaborate. In Star Trek First Contact, we see the most drastic change to the Borg makeup to date, this is ob- obviously because this was a movie budget and the original costumes just wouldn't hold up on a uh, big screen production. So far, so good. Uh, when we see flashback scenes to lacutus however, Hello. in uh, Star Trek First Contact... Uh, they missed it is, the opportunity. It's, yeah, it's a missed opportunity to keep uh, the c- continuity, uh, which could have easily been explained. Uh, Because they went with the more modern uh, First Contact makeup instead of the Best of Both Worlds makeup.
2: Yeah.
0: So instead, they chose to outfit the Locutus drone with uh, the new Borg design. Uh, Even in the Voyager episode, The Raven, which has flashbacks to scene that take place before the events of Q-Who, they use the modern design. Uh, I feel as though this was a misstep to explain how much the Borg can change and adapt over time.
2: Well, I agree with that okay but i also yeah. I also would uh add to that the fact mm-hmm. that they later told the story that the that the uh, in that movie they say they showed that the Borg queen was there- mm-hmm. with the whole locutus thing, and yet we didn't know anything about that's easier to explain, but that's part yeah. of that issue.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm willing to like forgive that. If it's just because they, it's my
2: idea,
0: isn't it? Yes, I'll I'll because it's your idea, I'll forgive it. <laughs> uh, I can forgive like the Borg Queen being on that cube. Uh, but your
2: forgiveness only goes so far.
0: It only goes so far. I I wish they kept the makeup from, uh, the best of both worlds.
2: I guess.
1: No, I I have to agree. I mean, even in best of both worlds, uh, Picard looked. Uh, better than when even when we saw Q who mm-hmm. I mean he was more than just like some vacuum form parts you know on a suit I mean the, they they increased the makeup like on his face and kind of hinted at the nanoprobes like w- what we got in first contact mm-hmm. so I don't think it would have been much of a stretch for them to it, have done the old style makeup
2: now, right. refresh um, my memory. Did they do the nanoprobes in TNG? No. 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 There was no nanoprobe. It was, wasn't explained how it happens.
1: No, that that was uh, brought up in First, first contact, contact when we first saw someone get assimilated. Right.
0: And that was scary when they first do it. It's like yeah. you know, a vampire. Well, that's really, I think,
2: what they were going for.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was hinted at in, in TNG because. You know, there were some people that were just kind of like led around and yeah. um, kind of hypnotized in a weird way, mm-hmm. and then they were kind of built to be Borg. Uh, whereas First Contact, it was shown as more of like a like a virus that that spreads over you.
2: But they still right. had to build them.
1: They right.
2: Also showed that too. Because
1: yeah, so it, it was it was a nice uh, bridge uh, to the old style, but but I I, I agree with. I agree with Aaron. I, I think they could have um, maybe tied it into the series a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess. Like they,
2: they assimilated some kind of species that actually had like an advanced body type or armor or something that they added to it.
0: Right. Yeah. Or yeah. like they could have assimilated a species that had this nanoprobe technology or this. or that. Um, the metal technology. The two yeah. things that come out. They could have. Um, a species that already had that kind of uh, technology.
1: And I also agree, because when we see flashbacks, um, like you said, of the Raven, and there's the newer style Borg, um, it kind of flies in the face of, um, you know, the design lineage of the Borg, Mm -hmm. showing where, how they've evolved. So, yeah, I, I think it was a missed opportunity. Yeah.
0: I'm good. I'm glad you guys agree. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, it, it hey it fluxed my quantum state quite a bit as well <laughs> there you go
0: so any other uh, Borg topics that uh, you guys want to go over um, anything of interest
2: I think the fact that they brought into from another thing with the movie where they added on is the whole sphere versus the cube yeah it, it, and then uh, later on they even bridged on that with a, like a diamond or something yeah, it was, it was like also a, different.
1: yeah. Voyager had like a diamond, more because of like if, you're, a if you if you remember, in,
2: yeah, if you remember in the next generation, the scout ship was like this weird thing that looked like it was blocks put together. Oh,
1: right, that, you that right.
0: Huge ship. Yeah, um, yeah, that and, was big. It, looked
2: like
0: it
1: in, was. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, it. In in Enterprise, uh, when they were showing uh, assimilating the Arctic. Uh, ship yeah. uh, that they assimilated. It started to take on that appearance that we saw in Next Generation. That weird shape. Yeah. So there was a nice continuity there.
0: Yeah. I actually liked. Uh, that was the ship from Descent, right? Yeah. And you know
2: I actually, why I remember it? Why? Because you used to have the card that had yeah, it on
0: Yeah, I, I think I still have that. Um, that. Um, we put it on the web page for the action stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, I liked um, that design. That design was pretty cool. It's um, like a
2: block and then it had a thing coming out and a thing that
0: came down. It was <laughs> weird.
1: Well, well, let me ask you guys, what is your favorite and least favorite Borg designs Okay. for ships? Aaron? I think my... F- oh, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
0: so my le- I'll do my least favorite first, yeah. which is the Borg Tactical Cube. Uh, really? Yeah, just because I don't see the point of it. It's got four, them. never mind. What? Actually it's got eight of them. Eight of what? What? Points. Eight points? Never mind. Um
1: uh, you you're talking about the one that's a cube with some armor attached to it, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the one with the extra stuff on it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, like, you the, can't see
2: the lights through. It's not like the, yeah, it's like like the a, pieces. It's all covered.
0: Yeah, it has, like, sections that are, like, just solid. plated. plated, yeah. Yeah. I, I really didn't like that. I didn't see the point. What was the point of it? They wanted to. I was reading up on the design of it a yeah. little bit. They just wanted a new tactical cube. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> I,
1: all. I, I think, I mean, I... There's not I, much you can do with
0: Exactly, that's what the the guy who made it said. There's only so much I can do.
1: Yeah. I hate that design as well. I, I think it's a bit redundant because we've seen in the past if a Borg ship gets damaged, it can regenerate itself. Right. So why yeah. even have the armor? I think from an in-universe standpoint, I think that um, maybe the Borg were scared of 8472 that could and be wanted to add some armor. Because that uh, armor
2: might be able to stop eight four seven
1: two. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of lame. Uh, yeah. But when I, I've seen production drawings, when they were first coming up with the Borg ship mm-hmm. for Q-Who, they went through a number of different geometrical patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just we only saw them in later seasons. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite though has to be the uh borg sphere. Okay. There's something so never about seen it, that, the side of it. Uh yeah, we did in did the we? Um, or, no, we did. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, we, yeah, we we did in uh, Voyager cuz they had their own uh borg sphere. Are
2: you talking Endgame or Are you talking?
1: Um I think Dark Frontier had a borg sphere.
2: My favorite design is not a ship per se, but let me put this in first. The way they had when they had the queen in Voyager, and she was seeing all the different um, screens, but they weren't there. They were like kind of up in the air. Yeah, like it was like projected. Like remember like uh, in the Next Generation, they had that too. It was like yeah. in that huge, vast expanse that Picard stood in front of.
0: Yeah, it was almost
2: like it was projected on nothing. Right. That I thought was cool. The ship I didn't like was the one you like, though. The one I like. Yeah, the one that's the. Multiple boxes. Yeah. It looks like a scout ship. It's really... Uh,
0: but that thing was huge. It, yeah, I know. It, like, the Galaxy-class Enterprise. Yeah.
1: Also, uh, well, so does
0: the cube, though. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, Borg ships are freaking yeah. massive. Yeah,
0: Go big or don't go at all. <laughs> Some of the designs for uh, the first uh, Contact movie I thought yeah. were pretty cool. You know they, what I didn't like? The design
2: of the, 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 the tactical systems... Like those swirlies and everything that they had. Remember how they you look at like the design of the tactical systems? Oh uh, of like their consoles.
1: S-
0: yeah,
2: they're like swirls and
0: uh, like they're like
2: all geometric shapes, stuff. but they don't make any sense. Not to us. I guess, but it didn't look good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I, I actually like that design. Did it's you? it's pretty alien and it kind of uh is a visual cue on assimilation since they're all connected and mm. merging with each other. See, I so don't. I like I, it.
0: I don't see the need for them to have any kind of readouts at all since they're all connected to each other. Um,
2: like the yeah, whole, but, like the whole fact of when they say, "Why do you use speech instead of data transmission?" Yeah, Why they're all in, They're all yeah. They're all interconnected. Ideas. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But that doesn't necessarily mean that they can tr- control their ships with their mind. Um, I, well, I, uh,
0: in uh, Q Who, when they were all in their co- outcoats, they were all using their collective energy to repair the ship. Yeah. And there was no um, uh, engineering or anything it like that. There was not any like, readouts at
2: first either. Yeah, like the first time, Best of Both Worlds, you didn't see that. No, no but
1: systems. I mean, we didn't see it, but they were staring at walls a lot, so.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> they Honestly, were just, maybe maybe they saw it. And- stare, I stare at walls all the time. <laughs> um, the one thing I thought uh, that was weird was remember when they had the babies?
0: Yeah, I actually wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, go ahead.
1: Br- bring it up.
0: Uh, so, when we first see it in Q Who, Riker postulates that. The Borg are born uh, humanoid on the ship through and transferred through you know b- drones doing it right.
1: No, no, it this was, is what he was, was, was. Oh, that's what they were saying. No, they well, said, well, yeah, I mean, because it was it was the first time they were on a Borg ship, so he was just theorizing. He didn't yeah. know Jack. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So he, he was like, "Oh, babies are born, and then they immediately start the assimilation process." And then we learn later on that, no, they're not born on the ship. They, they are taken.
1: Babies.
0: And then, you know, assimilated that way. Here's the thing. Why would they need to take babies?
1: Well, here, well the, the thing is, when they assimilate a world, they're assimilating not Everything. only their materials, but they're processing people like cattle. Yeah. So that's human. That's like babies, old people. Yeah. No, you they know, get rid whatever. Of the old people. Yeah, they 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 kill the weak and babies are like a fresh crop to them. I mean, that's. Right. They
2: also, what would they say? They use their, they use their heat or something. It was something to do with like they use their energy or something.
1: The energy. Baby energy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. about uh, What about, what about this, one? What this about the, baby energy. What about
2: this one? In the best of both worlds, this is what I always got was weird. When, yeah. they, go, when they go to find Captain Picard, his yeah. uniforms in this drawer, okay? Yeah. Why would they need drawers? They don't wear clothes.
0: Uh, it might not have been a dra- drawer. It could have just been like a, a compartment that... Mm. Was just there. A uh, well, it's Thor, <laughs> but I'm sure they, and they like. And put they like, it, automatically you know, it been, They're
1: like look. It they put like been, it could have been science compartment zero A or something. You know? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm sure that they like have
2: places <laughs> have where they, they put. The, stuff. Why would have they kept the uniform too? Like, you know what I mean?
1: For materials, they could I have guess, used it for, for
2: searching things or research.
1: Yeah, exactly. They they have they have to study what they assimilate.
0: Yeah, well, that's,
2: that's well, a good not point. true because once they assimilate, they have the thoughts and the the ideas of everybody that's assimilated in.
1: They, they really don't... liked his shirt, okay? Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even though they assimilate like people and their thoughts and stuff, that doesn't mean that they actually uh, know what the technology is. They still need to go in and like look at it and explore it.
2: Do you know that for a fact?
0: Well, I know what car I know what cars are, right? But yeah. that doesn't mean I know like how to build one.
2: Yes, but you're not connected to everybody else's brain.
0: <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying say I was the first human- help you, if you were. Say I was the first human uh, human a- assimilated and they want to know all about the technology. I can only give them so much without them coming down and like taking some of it.
2: It'd be funny. If you were the first one assimilated, they'd be like, all right, all set, all done. We're going back. We're to belt
0: belt.
1: We're getting out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a waste. Come on, guys. We're going home.
1: Or, or the shirt being there could have been because the Borg Queen really liked Picard. In the shirt. Yeah. Who knows? She was infatuated. Well, that's another thing in,
2: in First Contact, last yeah. thing. And, for, and you were going to bring this up, weren't you? Yeah. The uniform is actually assimilated.
0: Right, they they don't take off the uniform. They just no. It like, just gets assimilated into their body. Yeah, they wow. they put the equipment on top of the yeah. clothes and stuff. Because you see when Picard um, well, kills en- and yeah, Lynch. You can see like the communicator underneath the uh, the Borg, uh, attachments, yeah. yeah, attachments and whatnot.
1: And it it could be because he was a new drone. Like over time. That interior. stuff might fuse together more yeah. Um, yeah. I know Aaron and I talked a, bit, a little bit about this when we were watching endgame that you know some of the components on seven of nine they, they weren't able to fully get rid of because like they the were so thing, yeah. ingrained into their the system her ocular implant right
0: yeah, and like also things inside her body and in our brain that and they those, can those remove breast implants. No, those are real. Though the, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. real and they're
1: spectacular. I, I actually I kinda of have a funny story regarding uh Jerry Ryan yeah. and, and, and her breasts. Is she um, still is she still okay.
2: is she still going by Ryan?
1: Because that uh,
2: was her husband that she the congressman that was
1: uh Yeah from Illinois. Freak. Um, yeah. yeah, she she still goes by Jerry Ryan, surprisingly. But um no it was um I okay I was fourteen first of all
2: I mm-hmm. <laughs> <My level> one <laughs> story start off with that <laughs>
1: fourteen fifteen yeah it was uh, right after uh, Voyager started uh, or Voyager with seven of nine started mm-hmm. um, and since she lived in Illinois at the time this was when the Viacom store was uh, pretty popular okay. So she was going to be at the Viacom store in Chicago. And me and my dad went down there and we got there a little bit too late. So the line was already out the door. Mm -hmm. We missed the cutoff point. And so she was in the Viacom store like signing or whatever. So my dad was like, well, we're here. We could just like check out the Viacom store. I was like, okay, sure. So we went up to the second level, which is where um, all the Star Trek stuff was. And then my dad was kind of near the railing, and he kind of, like, nudges me. And uh, we were right above Jerry Ryan, so full cleavage shot. <laughs> nice. Uh,
0: so if she listens yeah. to this, yeah, she'll, we're screwed. she'll Hello, know that, that the 14-year-old Eric Berry was checking her out
1: at the Viacom store.
2: Maybe we could get her on the show sometime.
0: And we can tell this story again.
1: Um No, how about we avoid that altogether Why did I put this out there It's on the internet now no. Oh
0: no So thanks for listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast I'm We've Aaron We've had a lot of fun I'm Aaron I'm Marty And I'm Eric And we'll see you next time You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast On the Four Eyed Radio Network where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com, on Twitter at sfescapepod, or on Facebook.com/sfescapepod.